Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. The year was 1888, and Almond Strauger was the local undertaker. The phone systems of the day were answered by human operators who would make the physical connection for you using a giant patch panel. In his hometown of Laporte, Indiana, one of the telephone operators was the wife of an undertaker and his competitor. He felt that phone calls requesting to be connected to the undertaker were going to his competitor, the operator's husband. So in 1891, Strauger introduced the first mechanical automated telephone exchange. It was installed in his hometown in 1892 with a total of 75 connections and a capacity for 99. The rotary dial phone triggered a series of connections that informed a network of relays and switches how to route the call. It was adopted in the UK in 1912, and over the years, the Strauger step-by-step exchange became the global standard for the phone system for the next 70 years. It leveled the playing field and took away the potential bias that an operator could exert over your phone connections. Well, this week, we're going to do a deep-dive mini-series into digital marketing. And if you're in business, even as a real estate investor, knowledge and expertise in digital marketing is an essential element to your success. Today, in 2019, we've gone backwards where the owner of the communication platforms are increasingly competing with their customers. We're back to the days when a call to the undertaker was not being handled in a fair manner. I believe you need to be the gatekeeper to the information that enters your brain. But increasingly in the world of social media, many have abdicated that responsibility to the gatekeepers of the various social media platforms. Today, 43% of Americans get their news from Facebook. That's a scary number. Moreover, 57% of Americans who get their news on social media believe that the news is largely inaccurate. Even among the people who prefer to get their news on social media, 42% again say that the news is largely inaccurate. Now, with great power comes great responsibility. Maybe I'm becoming cynical in my middle age, but there's increasing evidence that these decisions are self-serving for the platform owners and not necessarily for the benefit of the end consumers. The case in point. Facebook clearly wants people to spend time on their platform. The more time spent on platform, the more ads they can present to you and the more they can charge for the ads. It maximizes their ad revenue. It probably comes as no surprise that people spend more time engaging video content on Facebook than static content. Motion grabs attention better than things that aren't moving. For example, if I'm in a restaurant with my wife, who I love dearly, and I see some movement in the corner of my eye, I might be momentarily distracted and my attention drawn away from my wife to perhaps a passing car which holds zero importance to me. But it's the motion that draws attention. When Facebook launched their own video platform, they prioritized video content on their own platform ahead of YouTube. I've run a very simple experiment. I uploaded the same video content onto Facebook and onto YouTube. I created two identical posts in Facebook, one that had the native embedded video on the Facebook platform, the other was a link to YouTube. The native Facebook video received 10 times more views than the exact same content hosted by YouTube. So if you're using social media to promote your business, this is something you should take note of. Facebook wants to keep you on their platform, and they don't want to link to content outside their platform. Well, the latest change in the last couple of days in the Facebook algorithm is to actually ban any link to an Apple-hosted podcast. You heard me right. I can no longer post an update with a link to an episode of my podcast if it's being hosted by Apple. That's considered a link to banned content. Same is true on Instagram, which is owned by Facebook. Now, so far, if the show is distributed through another platform link, like, say, CastBox, the link to my show displays correctly with no problem. 
Now, 80% of U.S. podcast traffic is going through the Apple platform, even though Apple only represents 39% of the overall phone market in the U.S. and 22% of the phone market globally. This is Facebook asserting control over how you access information. They're clearly targeting Apple as the enemy, but not only that, they're targeting all users of Apple products as the enemy. Now, I get it. I can't tell Facebook I'm going to withhold my payment to them this month and hope they're going to change their rules. After all, the service is largely free. Maybe Facebook wants people to consume video content instead of audio content. Maybe they're planning to come out with their own audio content platform. Whatever the reason, it doesn't matter. Facebook is controlling what you get to see and what you get to listen to. As you think about that, pay very close attention to what enters your brain and how it gets there. Have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. Talk to you again tomorrow.